Hey everyone, welcome back to yet another episode of the Career Medis Podcast and this is your host Nisar Ahmed. This is episode 97 of the Career Medis Podcast. This episode is part of a day in the life of series and if you're listening to us for the very first time, what I've done in the a day in the life of series is I've interviewed individuals from a particular career or a profession. We'll get to learn more about what they do day in, day out what that role entails. And for today's episode, I'm speaking with Evan Schmidt, who is a voice actor. It's pretty exciting. Something I, as soon as I saw the title, when I was uh, scheduling this interview, I got very excited. Voice actor. I, it's not every day you get to speak to a voice actor. So I'm excited for that. Evan will be sharing his experience, how he got started, where he stands today, some of the, the great things, some of the challenges. We learn a lot today. Hey, Evan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Nassar. I'm really happy to talk to you. Before we begin, I'm sure people want to know a lot about voice actor, but where are you calling from? So I'm calling from uh, actually my sister-in-law's house outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We spoke about this before we started recording, but the Career Medis podcast has a special relationship now with the city of Pittsburgh. I've had so many guests from Pittsburgh. city I definitely want to visit uh, in, because now I have a lot of people to meet. A question for you. Um, share with us a fun fact or an interesting fact that most people would not know unless they have lived there. Uh, let's see. So I ride by a site every day on my way to and from work, my day job. And it's the site of the first broadcast radio station ever in the United States. I think it was W or no, KDKA Radio was founded by Westinghouse and I think the 20s or the 30s, but I ride by the original site every day. So yeah, Pittsburgh had the first commercial radio station. That's amazing. I consider myself a history nerd and I've heard the story of Westinghouse. <laughs> I did not yeah, definitely know how influential he was, the founder in the electric revolution in the early 1900s. So actually, I'm so glad I learned that fun fact about Pittsburgh. So Evan, we would love to hear your story and also maybe you can tell us how you got started as a voice actor. Yeah, all right. So I'm just about 28 years old as of uh, this recording. And let's see, I really got my start in voiceover as a filmmaker about, I want to say 13, 14 years ago as a teenager. And I made my first movies, uh, documentary films, and then narrated them. And I was inspired by a chance encounter with a sort of legend in the ski movie world. He just passed away about six months ago. His name was Warren Miller, and he produced, I think, over 60 films in his lifetime. And I met him, and I was into producing video at the time, and he watched one of my videos. And this was the early time of online video. I think Google Video was still a thing, and YouTube was not the behemoth that it is now showed him some of my stuff and he's like cool like create something that was his biggest thing was create something just go out there and make a movie maybe narrate it kind of like he did and so i did that and then um 
went through that. I went to college. I went to the University of Washington, Seattle, and I was sort of moving away from video and filmmaking and uh, moving towards more of the audio, the vocal stuff. So I sang in a men's glee club. I was on the student radio station there. I worked on the weekends freelance as a event announcer for bicycle races and fun runs and triathlons. And I kind of cobbled the living together that way. And then I graduated college and I started as a announcer at a public radio station, uh, NPR member station in Eastern Washington state. And I cut my teeth there a little bit um, in a good way as an on-air voice. And then when my wife, we were dating at the time, she graduated from Washington state. We decided to move across the country to where her sister was living in Pittsburgh. And we moved here without jobs. And I came, I got a job at a grocery store. I'm still there. I love that place. It's been very generous to me. And then in my spare time, I just started doing freelance work, found the uh, ubiquitous marketplace that has abundant work on the internet and sort of built it from there. So I've really started hammering it the last couple of years and building this business in my spare time. So for those of us who are not familiar with what a voice actor does, I'm sure, you know, many people may not know what it entails. What exactly does a voice Mm -hmm. actor do? So essentially you are an actor and your main communication tool is your voice since you're just, you're working a microphone, unlike a camera actor or a theater actor, the voice is all you have. So you have to convey everything through that and being the freelance world that the internet has created, you're also, you're essentially a full service audio production service. So you're, sometimes you're writing the script, sometimes you're helping the client with the script, but really you're producing that product so that somebody can use it to market their business, to convey a message through a training video, tell a story through an audio book. When you think about it, there's a lot of ways that a voice can tell a story or it can be the guiding voice at a train station or an airport or on a bus. It can tell you what stop you're at. So there's, when you really think about it, there's a lot of places where a voice lives in our world on a daily basis. It's not just a commercial on the radio or a commercial on TV. It's the training video you take when you're in an orientation at a new job, or it's your audiobook that you just got off Audible, or it's the vlogger that you really enjoy. It's the person at the end telling you who their sponsors are. So yeah, voiceover is just sort of another way for people to tell stories if sort of like a filmmaker would or if a musician would. It's just another one of those services, but it's a very specialized and unique one. And uh, in, in your case, what, uh, could you share what does a day-to-day look like for a voice actor? Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm very unique in the fact that I have a full-time job on top of doing my uh, side hustle activities. So I wake up usually around 4.45 every morning I'm fortunate enough to have a Monday through Friday schedule. I go to work by six. I work a full eight-hour day. I do have the benefit of a paid break. So an hour of my day during that eight-hour shift is free. So I usually catch up on on my work in that time and uh, market, edit stuff, whatever, if I have a project at that time. And I get off work at two. I come home. I sort of relax for a little bit before jumping right into it. And then usually my day can consist of uh, doing 
client work, reaching out to people. I myself have my own podcast, so I, I usually book my guests at that time of day during the week, or really it's, you got to be flexible too to kind of catch those people in their time of free. Usually I do that. My wife gets home usually around three or four. I try to put in whatever work is really needed that day. Most of the time it's marketing, but a lot of times there's, I did a lot of audiobooks for about a six month period and I have 20 titles up on Audible. But I haven't done any books for a while just because it was really intense. But yeah, it's usually doing work. And then if there's not a lot, then I kind of relax for once and uh, hang out with my wife and my dog. And we have a rabbit too. And then I usually try to get get to bed by nine o'clock. So of all the things you do in your career as a voice actor, what are some of the things you really enjoy? So it took me a long time to make the plunge, but audiobooks have been a really fulfilling part of the work. Not like the other jobs aren't fulfilling, but like a regular project for a client, I get booked for a lot of corporate explainer videos or corporate narration videos. And those are the equivalent of, you know, like a a 200 meter dash or 400 meter dash. Whereas an audiobook project is more like a marathon. So you really have to pace yourself. You have to read ahead a lot. If it's a fiction book, you really have to plan how the characters and where the story arc is going to go. And But it can be really intimidating at first. And But once I got the hang of it and realized that you just take it one chapter at a time as far as production, and obviously you have to give yourself efficient systems and efficient ways of doing it, or else you're just going to be in a world of hurt trying to make that book. So you break it down chapter by chapter. And the way I do it is I record and then once I feel like I can't record anymore, which is usually about an hour or two of straight recording, then I stop and I just edit for as long as I can and then kind of repeat the cycle. But yeah, audiobooks have really been one of the highlights of doing this work just because you can be anybody you want to be. And you're really just, it's just all on you to tell the story and give it justice to, to be convincing to the other end that this is a real story and not just somebody just reading it. And so, yeah, the, the audiobooks have been the best. You did mention a little bit about the challenges, but I also wanted to make sure I asked this question. I'm sure every job, and, and that's true in, the, in this podcast, anyone I've interviewed, there's also some challenges. So what would you say are some of the challenges that you'll face in your, in your career? Ooh, this, this is a great question. Uh, let's see. Uh, the challenges that come to mind also lie in every aspect of entrepreneurship is the rejection. So when you start your own business, you, you're extremely vulnerable, you're extremely self-conscious, and your, your mood fluctuates almost on an hour-by-hour basis. So like you could have something that brings you down, and then five minutes later, an email shows up, or somebody calls, or you meet somebody at a networking event that changes your mood and lifts your spirits. And so get, just getting over the constant rejection and kind of just keeping your forward momentum has really, that's been a challenge because as soon as you quit, it's over. Like it's, you're the only one doing this thing. And unless you have a team of people, which that's another added stress, if you have other people's living 
riding on the decisions you make, that's, that's a whole nother set of challenges. So yeah, the rejection is a big thing. And it's kind of like, I'm at the point now where I've convinced myself mentally that this is part of who I am. So at first, like trying to sell myself as a voice actor was tough and trying to find clients was tough. But I, I met a friend, another voice actor, Bob Sauer. And then one of the greatest things he told me when we first met at a Panera Bread is he told me just do something for five minutes a day, but just make sure you do it every day. And if you really want to do this, do it every day. And a year from now, you'll, your five minutes a day will add it up to something and something that you didn't have a year ago. So that's really helped me move forward. And it helps with confidence so much because when you're trying to sell your services, no matter what price it is, you have to believe that you can deliver. Because if you don't, they're not going to believe you. The end client's not going to believe you. They're also not going to trust you. So just believing in yourself and believing in yourself enough to be able to overcome the adversity and the rejection of the bit, any business because not everybody's going to like you. And you're crazy to think that everybody's going to like you and you can't please them all, but you can definitely pick your battles and use your strengths to keep progress moving forward. Evan, what I really liked, I just want to build on a couple of things before we move on to the next question. You mentioned two distinct ideas that I think are extremely valuable. Uh, one is you said this is part of who you are, so it just becomes part of your identity. And it happens a lot for many individuals. Any time you put yourself in deep into a career, you, you grow, it becomes part of who you are, and that's amazing. And if you're enjoying what you do, then you build yourself a strong identity. Second thing you said, which is amazing advice, is do something for five minutes a day. And it's funny, a lot of people may not have two hours, but everybody has five minutes in a day. And what, I've, what I'm hearing is if you do that, eventually it becomes like a ripple effect. And you might, it might be a position like you where you have this thriving practice or business or even a career. So the th- thanks for sharing those advice. They were very profound. Yeah. Uh, the question, maybe I should have asked this question at the beginning. Is there a difference between voice actor and a voiceover artist or are they the same? They're the same thing. It's kind of like, um, I think it's just whoever, it's kind of how you identify yourself that way. So if you, if you think voice actor, then you, I guess you would think of yourself as an actor who uses your voice primarily. But I think as a voiceover artist, it, I don't know yet. I guess I've never identified as a voiceover artist, but yeah, they're, they're essentially identical. I've really thought, so I've, I've changed my mindset and I've read, I've read a few books that have kind of established my mindset. And um, I think of myself not as a business service, but as a recording artist. So I, every audiobook I've done, I have a stake in the sales. So I think of myself as just, a recording artist who's recording my performance in that very moment, in that very day, it's going to, you know, I'm never going to replicate that performance again. It's a perfect reflection of where I'm at in my skill level at that point in time. But yeah, thinking of myself as a recording artist, almost like, you know, a major musician would be, has helped. It's, it's, it's helped me, you know, be content and not too much of a perfectionist because, you can really get lost in the perfectionism and you'll never get anywhere if you think that your work isn't perfect. And like my work is, 
it just is good enough for me to move on and say, you know, I did it justice and I can, I can move on to the next thing. Okay. Uh, that's, that's definitely, uh, thanks for the, thanks for exploring those, even though they are the same. So yeah. someone listening to this and they say, you know what, this is, this sounds cool. I want to do this. What do you recommend? How does, how does one go about becoming a voiceover artist or a voice actor? So there, there's a plethora of books out there. There's a lot of people who vlog about it. I have a short little book on Audible, and I think it's free on Kindle, sort of kind of explaining the first ins and outs of it. But there's a lot of great books that'll kind of introduce you to what the business is and what it's all about, how you, what really what you do. It's kind of like you're a plumber and you, you know, you figure out what you do as a plumber. You figure out how you find your clients, who your target clients are. Because it's not everybody that's hiring this service. It's a specific type of person who's hiring this. Then you kind of just run with it and make it your own. You make it, you know, Nassar's plumbing service or Evan's plumbing service. You just you make it your own. You market it. Maybe you make some, you know, catchy catchphrase and have some T-shirts or you have a social media presence. Like, you kind of run with that. But really, the biggest advice I would have for any aspiring voice actor reach out to anybody who's in the field because a lot of people are very nice. A lot of people are very generous. It's unlike the film and the film world where actors are very competitive. In voiceover, there's not a lot of overlap. So I may sound like another 27-year-old male voice actor, but we're really not in direct competition because the world is so... There's so much work out there with the internet. There's so many jobs. The abundance is endless. And I'm not really competing. Now, I, if I go into an audition and I see somebody else there, I'll be cordial, but really we're competing for the same job. But if reach out to any, any voice actor, anybody who identifies with that, and just be like, hey, can I pick your brain for 30 minutes over the phone? I'm really looking into getting into this or I just want to learn more. And nine times out of 10, people will give you their time. I, I've, I've done that with plenty of people. I did it to a family friend who uh, is the voice of Jimmy Johns. I've done it. I've talked to a guy who is the public address for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's also a huge, he does a lot of stuff for Discovery Channel and Nat Geo. He gave me an hour of his time over the phone, just got into it. My friend Bob Sauer, he gave me two hours of his time in person. And I just reached out on Twitter. So yeah, don't be afraid to ask people because you'll be very surprised at how they respond. I think that's an amazing life advice, right? Not just a career advice, but sometimes the, the things are simple. And it, yeah, it, they are, it, it is hard, but simple. Like reaching out to someone asking for help and you never know how, where that path might take you. That's an amazing advice right there. I just want to ask you, so you mentioned about, a lot of what you mentioned talked about self-education, self-learning. What about degrees of certification in order to, for someone to become a voice actor? Does that, does that, is that a requirement? I don't, I don't really think it is. I mean, I, you know, I'm, of course I'm saying that I, I own a bachelor's degree in communication. There's no doubt that it's helped me as a person, but I think it's, it's in the regards that college helped shape me as a person. And, you know, I met my wife by going to college. So, you know, things would be different if I hadn't gone to college, but I don't, 
I don't think it's a requirement. It's, it's almost like acting or professional sports. Like it's, there's no required degree for it. It's just, you have to build the skill set, um, build the acting skills, build the business skills, and really just, you make it your own, you make it your own business. You know, as Mark Cuban would say, no business ever survived without sales. So if you can make sales and you can produce a decent, high quality product, then I think that's really what counts. So let me ask you this as well. Like, let's say someone gets started. Uh, what is an idea? What do you think is an ideal career path? Where can this take them? I think so. I'm I'm still kind of in the building phase of my my process, but I think I, I can't remember who wrote about it. But voiceover is one of the highest paid freelance jobs by hour. So, I mean, you can cobble a living together. You can be the voice of national campaigns for world brands. I've done some radio commercials. I did one for Lincoln. I did one for Hyundai. They aired in Bahrain. So I never heard it, but someone did. But really, it's, it's the sky's the limit. You can do audiobooks. You can work with some famous authors. You can be the voice of a movie if you get that big. Everybody always thinks of Morgan Freeman. March of the Penguins. Yeah, there's so many jobs out there. And it's, I think it's a longevity kind of job where you can do it well into old age. I know plenty of people who are still working very busily in voiceover because they've one built up the client base that they stuck with for three or four decades. And it's not like the screen world where, you know, you don't look 25 forever. And so it's, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful career path where, you know, I'm, I would love to narrate audiobooks 50 years from now if people are still doing those. That's amazing. You mentioned something, yeah, voiceover is the highest paid freelancing job per hour. That's, that's great to know. I did not know that. So that's, that's pretty awesome to know that. A question I have uh, before we wrap up is, uh, you have an amazing voice. The way you pace, you are, you I can tell you're a professional. You you always speak to the point. So you seem to have the natural gift. Is is that right? You need to be a natural at it, or is this an acquired something that you, a skill that could be acquired? Well, first off, thank you. I never I never turn down a compliment. It's very <laughs> flattering. It, it never is never not flattering. As eloquent as that could sound. It's so that's one kind of myth in the voiceover world is that you need this robust voice and you need to talk pretty. Um, you don't. It's kind of like you make it your own. I knew a guy at my public radio station and he had this beautiful voice and he used to be on the radio, but he stopped because he had some sort of vocal illness that happened. But I was talking to him and I said, Aki, you have this incredible voice and he had this very low baritone voice and he's like hey man we can all bring it and i just it stuck with me we can all bring it so that means anybody can do this and with practice your speech patterns will get cleaner you'll emphasize words better and you'll you'll consistently get better so and i always struggle with my own internal critic and i always struggle with what I think is imperfect with my voice and my, my shortcomings. I used to mumble a lot with when I was a teenager and my mom would always kind of bring it up. So that was always something that I wanted to overcome. 
And I remember in grade school, this one kid made fun of me for being a slow talker. And I, for some reason, always remember that. And I always try to become just better than that. Not like it's negative. It's just, it's always been fuel for me internally to, to always improve and always tell the story. And it comes back to this feedback loop of, I started doing this a decade ago and just kind of worked from it. And you kind of get feedback. You get this positive feedback loop where someone tells you something, you like the feeling you get from it and you enjoy what you're doing. And then you just keep doing and doing it and doing it. And you keep getting positive feedback. Somebody hires you. Somebody says, Hey, I listened to your book. Uh, when I was doing events, people were always like, Oh, you sound great calling the race. And I was like, Oh, and then, you kind of just fall into it and you keep going with it. Yeah, once again, thank you because it's one of those things people would think, including myself, you know, I've never thought, you know, this is something I could do. I've always thought I did not have the, you know, the robust voice, as you said, but you're saying if it is something that you can build in, there is a niche you can build and you can do it. So that's, uh, that's encouraging for others listening to this as well. We are coming towards the end of our show here, Evan. Before we wrap up, any last words, uh, any final piece of advice you'd like to give the audience? If you really want to do it, you're the only one who can make it happen. If you want to be a voice actor, if you want to be a podcast host, if you want to be really whatever you want, if you put your mind to it, you have the mindset, you have the consistency, you have the process, you can probably do it. Warren Miller, the ski movie legend that I met earlier, one of his quotes was, I've been working my whole life to become a success overnight. Hmm. And it, you know, it really was not overnight for him. It's, and it's not overnight for a lot of people, even though sort of our society and our media portrays it that way. Really, it's kind of, you know, you got to have a process, you got to consistently be working at it. It's not going to happen all of a sudden, but if you consistently work at it and improve yourself and figure out everything you can know about a certain subject or a certain business model, a certain venture that you want to do, then you have the odds of working for you. I love that. If you, can, if you think you can do it, you're the only one who can make it happen. Amazing, amazing wrap up there, Evan. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sharing your ideas, your story. And on behalf of the audience, a huge thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed this talk. Thanks, everyone, for listening to yet another episode of the Career Medis Podcast. Uh, as usual, I always write a brief summary of the interview. You can find it in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode and also learned something new, feel free to post a comment or review. And if you really, really loved it, please go ahead and share it amongst your network. Until next time, this is Nisar Ahmed, your host for the Career Medis Podcast. Thank you.